Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Hello and welcome to the 103rd episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. For the episode of War on Two Fronts, I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, is my faithful co-host, Matt the Crankster Crinky. Yes, what's happening, my friend? Hey, another week of Clone Wars, and, you know, just right off the bat, Mike, um, I can see why they started off this season with Revival, because starting off a season with this particular episode wouldn't have given everybody the just the bang that uh you know revival gave but we're going to talk about that in this episode uh you kind of what do you what do you think mike yeah you think that's why they changed it i mean it feels a lot like um i sort of uh business as usual now right Uh, it does it feels like the season premiere is over and we're just back into you know Mm -hmm. the grind of of uh, star wars every week sort of thing and uh i i do think I do think that they made that decision based on uh, two things, based on celebration uh, and what what they were going to get the most bang for their buck there. And uh, as well as the fact that they've been moved to Saturday mornings and right. more than likely in that move to Saturday mornings, they had their uh, uh, their one hour, their usual one hour premiere taken away from them because I. Uh, I could have seen them doing a one hour or even an hour and a half premiere uh, of all three episodes of this Onderon story, um, and that would have been that would have been a, a, a season premiere because I think uh, next week we'll come back to something maybe a little bit more a little bit more action packed. Um, maybe not like, you know, big battle scenes or anything like that, because by the end of the episode, we kind of leave them in a, in a bit of a subterfuge situation. But, uh, I, I think like there was a lot of story to establish in this episode this week. So, uh, new characters, new dynamics with, with old characters and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it's kind of, it, it was an excellent episode, just like fantastic episode, but it definitely didn't have the the pop that revival did because you know Darth Maul 
uh, Adi Galea dying, Hondo Onaka's outstanding uh, one-liners all throughout the episode, uh, right. Obi-Wan's fighting just... You know that that all that stuff came together to make one of the best episodes of the series. Um, and then this is, like I said, it's kind of business as usual, right? So, so for us, I mean, it's business as usual for us now. Uh, no, no guest stars, no uh, special news, no like that. We're just right back into it uh, with with the the news and the recaps and the emails. So, uh, so let's let's get into it because we've got a lot to talk about. All right, let's do it. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. So we're going to start out, Mike, with some... You know, at first I thought it was like some bizarre news. I mean, it, some stuff hit about Star Wars Angry Birds uh, on Friday, I think it was, maybe Thursday, whatever, kind of teasing us about this, right? And then we got an, an official announcement actually today. And like I said, it, at first I was like, this is bizarre. Where did they come up with this? But then I'm thinking, Mike, you got probably one of the uh, most lucrative uh, mobile app games ever combined with the most lucrative franchise ever hey mix the two together man it's like chalk and peanut butter i guess you know i, I like i said at first it was kind of weird but now i'm like i'm down for this i can't wait for uh angry bird star wars what do you think uh you know it, i don't think that this is anything all that exciting personally it's gonna be more angry birds levels with some star wars themed situations and skins it, it, they've essentially just taken angry birds and put it a different face on it, and they'll uh, they'll sell it to all of us Star Wars fans because we'll want to check it out. But of course, yeah, I, you know, it, it to me, it's just there's nothing really um, all that exciting about it. <laughs> you know, it just it's it's a uh, it's like you said, it, it's kind of a no brainer. You just take two things that are really popular, squish them together, and uh, right. and you know, rake in the cash. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know what I would have much preferred? I would have much preferred, uh, Rovio's new game, uh, Bad Piggies, uh, if they right. would have done a Star Wars expansion for that, I, w- I would have been much more interested to see that than, uh, than to see more Angry Birds. I'm kind of done with Angry Birds, you know, like there it's, it's been around for a while. The fad's kind of over. Um, right. That's a good point. No, it's with it, great. Right? So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'll definitely check it out when it comes out. But uh, but the news itself, not really that exciting. I'd much I'd much rather see them create some good Star Wars mobile games. You know, like uh, I don't know, just right. just anything. You know what I'd really love to see? I'd love to see them take the old school uh, the Star Wars desktop adventure. I, the the one where it's like that it was for the computer originally I uh, it came on like a, a floppy disk and uh, it was just like a top-down Legend of Zelda type adventure um, I'd love to see them do more of that or or just re-release the ones that came out because they're they're like impossible to find nowadays um, and you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a computer that could actually play them just because of the fact that they only exist on those discs um, so something like that 
I they did an Indiana Jones one as well. And I think that would be much cooler than just getting an, another Angry Birds game with some Star Wars costumes, essentially, you know? Right. I think you're right about the Bad Piggies thing, though, because that's it's it's a totally different game um, because you're using like carts and wheels and stuff like that. And maybe that would have ported over to a Star Wars theme a little differently with maybe using Death, uh, Star Destroyers or something like that. But um, if not for anything else, it's like that darn Angry Birds game. It just gets you, it just hooks you sometimes, and you got to beat certain levels. And it looks like they're going to be putting, uh, like you said, Mike, it's pretty much the same thing, cookie cutter thing. Putting an ATAT with a bunch of pigs in it, and you got to knock it over, or a Death Star, and you got to knock it out, or whatever it is. Um, sure enough, this thing's going to sell gazillions of dollars worth. And for 99 cents, of course, I will be on it as well because it's Star Wars. And uh, I kind of like the Angry Birds. I'm on the new Piggies thing, though. I've, I've been playing that a little bit. Uh, but it's starting, I guess, October 28th is when they're actually going to have toys hitting the shelves. I mean, that's how quick this thing has been been going out and then uh, i guess the game is going to be available on november 8th so if you're into that kind of thing you're into uh angry birds and star wars uh, i'm sure they'll be downloading that november 8th uh but you know what that's true i mean why can't we have really cool i mean we do have a lot of star wars games on ios or android or whatever you want to call it um but uh you know it seems like they could really really make a fortune on not, not that it's all about making money, yeah. but that's where that's where gaming is right now. I mean, it's all on these Android and iPhone devices, you know, these iOS devices. I mean, that's where uh, that's where games are nowadays. So I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Check it out November eighth if you're into that thing. Hey, also, Mike, um, I guess uh, on the Clone Wars. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. The Clone Wars. They actually have an official Twitter. It's actually at the. Clone Wars, and if you want to follow some official stuff that's coming out for for them, you can follow them on Twitter. And also, if you're at it, follow us at just at Clone Wars. Uh, they're probably still mad at you, Mike, for stealing that from them. But hey, <laughs> Pro that? probably a little. But uh, you know, snooze you lose. They they should have gotten on that. I mean, they knew they were doing the Clone Wars before I knew they were doing the Clone Wars. They really should have grabbed that. But uh, you know. It's all good. Yeah, we can share. Uh, we keep getting new new uh, followers, and I, I think that uh, uh, some of that has to do with people accidentally following us, not really knowing that we're uh, that we're a podcast. But uh, but hopefully they follow us and they see some excellent stuff, and uh, you know they uh, they stick around to uh, listen to some podcasts. For sure, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, anything else though going on in that in the world of Star Wars that you wanted to uh, you want to mention? You no, know, it's uh, uh, just like I was saying earlier. It's uh, business as usual, which means that we're not seeing anything exciting, and uh, it's just time to watch episodes of Clone Wars and enjoy. So uh, I haven't really, other than that, like like you said, the the Angry Birds thing. I I, I don't know. There's just not really been all that much. It, Oh. Other than, you know, check out all of this new Clone Wars content, like like picking it up on uh, iTunes and that sort of thing. Yeah. There was one other thing, too, that I was I was looking around the other day at just Star Wars kind of type stories. And did you know they actually have these Star Wars themed eyeglasses now? Uh, this has been on uh, 
a couple of sites, and, and it's not from this country. It's another country, and they're very, very expensive. God, I wish I had I'm the... sure uh, they're from Japan. They're $500 uh, just yes. for the frames. So then you don't have to get right. some lenses for them. But, uh, you know, I'm about due for some new glasses. So I've been, I've been eyeing them. 500 bucks is a bit steep, but uh, we'll see. See. Yeah. 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 There's some pretty cool designs in there, but yeah. Woo, man. If you're, if your insurance could pick up some of that, that'd be nice, but uh, very expensive, but pretty darn cool though, too. Uh, so uh, I guess that's it, Mike. You ready to get to the recap? Yeah, let's do it. Something is stirring in the underworld. Remember, there can only be two. You are our secret weapons. There are some citizens of the Republic who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. We can help you reclaim Mandalore. You are a clone and a soldier in the Republic Army. I sense a deep anger in you. Everything that you fought so hard for will be destroyed. Anakin! Sometimes heroes fall despite their strength. Onderon is out. We are brothers. All right, Mike, let's start it off. Uh, I'll start off here. The Jedi Council on Coruscant convenes to hear an update from the under-equipped Onderon resistance leaders. Saw and Stila Guerrera and Lux Bonteri. There is little the Jedi can do. Onderon is a sovereign system, and the monarch allied the planet with the Confederacy at the start of the war. But the Onderons, Onderonians, do not recognize the current king's legitimacy and plead to the council for help. Lux looks to Ahsoka Tano for support. So here it is, Mike. Uh, separatists have taken over Onderon uh, via the uh, Confederacy of Independent Systems. And uh, it's now under the rule of this new king. We haven't, we haven't seen this new king yet. I'm sure he's going to be coming uh, later on in the episode. Uh, but here's this interesting, really interesting opening uh, to a Clone Wars. I mean, really dialogue heavy, story heavy. Uh, my son had no idea what was going on. But, uh, you know, Lux tells the council the only way to reclaim Onderon will be through force, which they cannot pull off because of a lack of, you know, they don't have the supplies, they don't have the hardware, anything to, to deal with that. And Obi-Wan states they initially aligned with the Separatists. Uh, so, like I said, interesting discussion between Obi-Wan, Anakin, and the Council, and they're debating this terrorist over rebel, uh, quote-unquote, thing. And Anakin gets involved, Mike, as well, and they actually go with his plan. So, interesting stuff going on in this first, first scene. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, a really interesting perspective coming from the, from the Jedi. Um, they've been fighting this war for so long, and I... I mean, at least it seems like a long time to us, and uh, and and now all of a sudden they're reluctant to kind of do what needs to be done, and and I mean this is a this is a very um, sort of ripped from the headlines kind of story, 
Oh, you know, uh, yeah. the 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 good guys using, uh, you know, uh, rebel insurgents to fight a war for them, and uh, and that that it's it's kind of a touchy subject, right? Um, on the one hand, you know, you're like like uh, we're gonna say show talk about in a second. Uh, Anakin's talking about just giving them the tools to fight their own war. Um, and then on the other hand, it's, it's kind of like, well, what are you, what are you giving birth to by doing that? Right. Um, what's, what's the, what's the cost of creating this new, uh, military force, I guess. Um, it, it, it's a, it's an interesting thing to look at in the Clone Wars in the context of Star Wars, because it definitely definitely uh is is pulled from our own real world which i think is when star wars is sometimes at its at its best right uh the the whole uh original trilogy the classic trilogy is kind of based on world war ii very loosely right um the whole rise of palpatine is very similar to the rise of hitler and uh there's there's a lot of similarities there inherent in in uh, in the in the movies. So to to now do this with an episode of the Clone Wars seems like a logical place to go. It seems like a logical step, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you said, it's like ripped from the headlines. I mean, especially for us here in the states, Mike. I mean, this is exactly like us going over to Iraq, you know. And teaching them how to de- defend their own, their own. So yeah, definitely some some ties to what's going on here in the states. So uh, uh, interesting stuff. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, Anakin Skywalker proposes a bold plan. He believes with planning and resources, the local resistance on planets such as Onderon could engage targets that would otherwise be beyond the reach of the Republic. Obi Wan threats that such actions border on terrorism but anakin defines it as an insurgency so that's that's exactly what we're talking about uh obi-wan says you know that we're essentially training terrorists and anakin's like yeah they're more like rebels uh, which is kind mm-hmm. of ironic that you would uh, yeah. see the value in that but uh you know that's uh that's just for us to know because of all of our future knowledge yeah, at first when I heard I heard that there was going to be something about rebels in this episode, and I and you know everybody's ears perk up like, what? You know, is this the first instance of of the rebels and the rebel alliance or something like that? But I think we're talking about a different, at least as of this point. Um, you know, I don't see anything that would suggest that it's anything but just like you said, insurgents or rebels or however you want to call it. So uh, the trained Andorians wouldn't be terrorists; they'd be rebels. Pragmatic as ever, may seize the value in such an approach as it would thin the separatists as they did battle on two fronts. With reluctance, Yoda agrees to send a team to observe the effectiveness of this tactic. Obi-Wan volunteers to accompany Anakin and Ahsoka on the mission. And they're going to go with Anakin's plan, which is uh, kind of interesting because Yoda is behind it too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's weird. They kinda, they're kind of flip-floppy. Uh, they on the one hand they're all going like, well, this is what we need to do. This is how we fight as Jedi. And then on the other hand, they're like, but uh, it's not working. So let's try this instead. Anakin, 
kind of has a good idea. So, yeah, and, and then Obi-Wan's like, well, I'm going to go along because I want to make sure that you don't screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, go ahead, it's your turn. Uh, sorry, uh, a Republic Assault shuttle call sign Valkyrie 2929 streaks toward the night side of Onderon and deposits Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, and Captain Rex into the dense jungle. Onderonian guerrillas spot the newcomers and surround them with soldiers on Dalgo back, armed with rifles. Stila is relieved to see that they are Jedi. She guides them to the secret insurgent base, a half-click to the east, and they arrive by dawn. So uh, one really cool thing about this is we see, you know, uh, actually two cool things, I guess. The first thing is uh, cloaks, Jedi cloaks, and we're, we're, we're going to see a lot of those. Uh, it seems like that's something that they're going to push this season as uh, uh, we don't usually get to see the Jedi in their cloaks. They're usually just in their regular robes and uh, doing their thing. But, but the Jedi are in their cloaks here. And uh, it takes a second for you to realize that it's Captain Rex because he's not in the standard issue clone gear. He's not even in camouflage clone, clone right. gear. He's in what looks a little bit more like I more like like rebel gear or or uh, or just regular civilian uh, battle gear, not so much like the military stuff. Um, it's kind of a chest plate, a helmet, like a not even a helmet, more just like a hat with some armor on it and some goggles and uh, and 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 some other armored pieces over it uh, with a backpack. So. Um, new new model for Rex and uh, very cool. Uh, I like the look of it. It's it's kind of got a very unique sort of a jungle warfare look to it, and it it I don't know. It just it's got a very different feel to it. It, it makes Rex feel like uh, like he's a little bit more unique than the other clones because uh, we don't really see any other clones in this episode. But now that we've seen him in this gear, uh, he's kind of got his own thing going. Right, he's got his own his own look to him sometimes. Yeah, I didn't even recognize him until they actually said his name. I'm thinking, well, is is, is that Rex or not? What's going on? And finally, they said it, and I go, wow, that's a totally different uh, outfit for him. And I love this this night drop thing they do. You know, it's like a stealth style. They go in at night, uh, you know, and rappel down into this jungle. And you know, let me go back just for, for a minute, and I have to say real quick, um, Walter pointed this out on our Facebook page, Mike, that on that first scene uh, where they show the council via hologram, it looks like Adi Galea yeah. is in there. Yeah, there's that? actually a trivia entry on the on the website on StarWars.com uh, because of the fact that this was intended to be the season premiere, and we weren't supposed to get revival for a while, it seems like. I think, if you remember back to uh, when we first announced the, the the episode titles from the beginning of the season, we had, I think, five episodes. And we concluded, essentially, that the first three episodes were Onderon, followed by the two-episode arc involving uh, Padme and um, and What's-His-Face, the, the, the guy that, that betrays her. Yeah, Rush Clovis? Uh, and the whole Embo thing on, on whatever cold planet that's going to be. So I, that was our, our initial first five episodes. And if you think about it, five episodes is about a quarter of the season, right? So I, we would have right. been 
easily into November, uh, maybe even December, depending on breaks, before we could have possibly seen Revival. But they moved it up in, in the order and, and put it there. So, uh, so yeah, there is a, a slight continuity issue there uh, if you're that type of person. But it's the Clone Wars. It's never really been in order. They kind of no, stated that they were going to go in order from now on. But uh, but this is an instance of them sort of deviating from that uh, for a good reason, because last week's episode was awesome. But, yeah, so I, I don't call it a, a mistake. It's just it's just one of those things. I, the order of episodes airing changes all the time. So uh, it, Revival comes later in the continuity. That's it's no different than when we were in season one and we were looking and going, well, where's Ahsoka? Well, this person's supposed to be dead. Well, what's going on with that? What's going on with that? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not that big of a deal in my opinion, but I know that some people were looking at it going, well, that seems like a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was a good catch. I, I didn't even notice it until he posted on the Facebook page. Like, oh, yeah, wow, nice nice catch there. That's uh, Walter. Uh, the Jedi waste little time, and Captain Rex, uh, excuse me, I messed up there. The rebel base is situated amid old ruins crawling with vines. The ragtag force consists of sparsely armored troopers using Onderonian beasts for transport. A winged rooping lands in the piazza, and the rebel leader, Saw Guerrera, dismounts to greet the Jedi. He's eager to th- take the fight to the droids. And I just have to say that uh, we get this first sense of on Onderon and uh, a sense of the planet. Uh, very lush, very jungle type type of planet. Great looking creatures. Uh, reminded me of Jurassic Park. You know, in fact, if you listen very carefully, Mike, you actually hear some sounds of uh, the movie Jurassic Park kind of uh, filtering through your surround sound speakers when they're on that. I don't know Absolutely. if you notice that. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, the Jedi waste little time, and Captain Rex uh, begins training the rebels. Lux and Ahsoka reunite, and she is surprised to see the former Separatist senator as a warrior. Likewise, Stila is surprised that Lux and Ahsoka have a past relationship. Stila seems clearly protective of Lux. Lux, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you too, Ahsoka. I didn't realize you had such strong ties to Onderon. Onderon is my home. My mother represented it in the Senate. Your voice is strong, like hers was. Have you reconsidered joining the Republic Senate? Even if we do take back Onderon, it won't change how I feel. I'm not fighting for the Republic. Well, what matters now is we need each other's help, just like we did on Karlak. Karlak? What happened on Karlak? Ahsoka is the reason I'm here, and not with Death Watch. Really? What he means is... She saved me from a huge mistake. Lux obviously thinks highly of you. I guess so. Let's hope that respect is well-founded. So we get to reunite, reunite uh, Luke, Lux, and Ahsoka reuniting Mike, and much to the dismay of Steely there, uh, Lux still hasn't changed his mind about joining the Republic. He talked about that. And uh, even though Ahsoka saved him from Death Watch, you know, he's still adamant about being neutral. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I think this is going to, this is kind of heading on a path that's going to finally explode here sooner or later. But 
here's the first instance of Ahsoka and her feelings towards, you know, we kind of knew that something was brewing, but it's definitely getting worse. And as this episode continues, we'll see it kind of grow and grow. So the first instance of these two meeting and you're like, oh, okay, something's going on. A little jealousy brewing here, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's very, it's interesting to see, uh, I, you know, this, uh, my theory on what's going to happen with Ahsoka, just sort of the long-term what's going to happen to Ahsoka that everybody else is worried about. I, they keep on airing stuff that, that just kind of goes to, to prove what I say. Uh, which is that she's going to end up leaving the Order. I don't think she's going to die. I don't think she's going to turn to the dark side. I think she's just going to leave the Order. Uh, it's, it's rare that it happens, but they talk about it uh, in... Well, maybe they only talk about it in the deleted scenes for Episode 2. Uh, the, what is it, the 20 that left or something like that? And yeah, Lost 20 was one of them. So, I, you know, the, the idea that that Ahsoka would, uh, you know, have an attachment to somebody and then uh, maybe question the the methods of the Jedi and, and the justness of the war, which is something that Lux definitely uh, has, that's a, the seed that he's planted in her. Um, I can see that happening by the end of this season. I, my hope is that she goes off with, uh, with Asajj Ventress. And that the two of them kind of go off in their own uh, gray Jedi area and uh, and do their own thing. Uh, I think that could be really interesting as a story. So, yeah. And if they were to take that past uh, episode three stuff, that'd be kind of neat too to see them do that. I don't know if they're going to do that, but um, wow, that'd be that'd be really cool to go parallel to episode three. Uh, Ahsoka teaches the rebels a lesson in disabling a separatist AAT tank. Droid proppers deposited in the turret and the main hull are required to knock out the tank. Teams of two are most effective as the rebels can target each port. Lux and Saw team up, but they fail on their first try. Lux just isn't limber enough to leap atop the turret. Saw is disgusted, calling Lux a terrible soldier. Uh, meanwhile, the heavily fortified walled city of Iziz, uh, battle droids are on alert, having detected an unscheduled ship visiting the jungle. Cluster of recon droids depart to probe jungle sector S11. Hey, we get some uh, first instance of probe droids with the original sounds, man. That was kind of neat, huh? They're cool droids, too. They were, they were really cool looking. So, yeah. yeah. I like those. That was fun. Yeah, and Anakin, Ahsoka, and Rex, man, they're showing how to properly destroy one of these separatist tanks. You know, and they may obviously Rex makes it look so easy, uh, does it by himself. But these two Lux and uh, Saul, they just can't seem to figure it out. Well, more Lux than anything else, but he's trying. Uh, as the day progresses, the rebels get better at the tank exercise, but tempers are still flaring between Lux and Saw. Steeler tries to calm them down, and Ahsoka watches the dynamic among the the rebels closely and so like i said you know she's starting to notice things she's starting to notice stila interacting with lux uh, continuing here so there's starting to be a little bit of like i said jealousy popping up so we'll see as we continue here uh go ahead mike uh his focuses on disabling destroyer droids anakin preps a trio of target droids and challenges the rebels to roll a droid popper through their defensive shields 
The difficulty is that the droid shields will deflect incoming explosives or weaponized attacks that impact at a high velocity. The rebels must roll the grenades at the right speed. Luck succeeds, but Steela is frustrated at her inability to do it. She far his marksmanship. Lux helps Steela with her grip, and Ahsoka watches them, distracted by her emotions. So focused are the rebels with their training that none spot a recon droid lurking in the jungle. The droid radios in its contact, and phalanx of battle droids and tanks begin marching into the jungle towards Sector 29. And I love the major tension, not major tension, but there's definitely some brewing attention between Lux and Saw. You know, Saw sees him as a politician, not a, a not a warrior, and he doesn't think he can handle it. But he's showing here that he can handle some finesse type stuff. You know, I didn't even know, Mike, that it took. I just thought you can throw those, you know, those little popper grenades. I didn't realize you had to have a little finesse, and they have to actually slowly roll inside the force field for them to be effective. So he's showing his um, skill, skill right there. These droidicos. So, uh, but yeah, there's some frustration brewing on Ahsoka's part too, and it talks about her, um, kind of her emotions. Yeah, so that's that, that's kind of what I got out of this episode, and we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Uh, unless you got some more, Mike, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I, it, it was cool to see the, like you said, the, the actual strategy of of how they deal with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I, the, the more of this. Uh, this attachment stuff with a so she she keeps uh she keeps seeing stuff and <laughs> where this is gonna go with the character right all right go ahead uh as ahsoka helps saw perfect his droid proper rolling technique she can't help but overhear lux similarly helping Stila. despite lux's words of encouragement she can't get the hang of it she far more prefers sharpshooting. The next training ex- exercise involves blasting battle droid targets. To spice up the challenge, Ahsoka levitates the targets, decapitating droid heads using the force. Steela nails all the targets. Anakin sees that Ahsoka appears distracted. It's something he can definitely relate to. He checks to see if she is all right, and she assures her master that she is. Impressive. Most impressive. Fixed targets are one thing. How about this? Nice job. You have clearly mastered your ability to focus. Snips. Are you losing focus? No, Master. Good. A headshot is the only decisive way to disable a droid. They don't need arms, legs, or even bodies to pass intel to Central Command. All right. Shoot at will. All right. Did you notice uh, she actually called, or Anakin actually calls Ahsoka Snips for the first time in a long time, I think. You know, I, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a little bit since we got the nicknames. So, uh, yeah, but it's because he's coming to her as sort of the 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 older brother figure, right? And so when right. he does that, he he generally uses snips and snips. right, just calling her Ahsoka. So right, and she's showing her skills, man. She's a great sniper, obviously. Uh, but I loved hearing Anakin say, "Impressive, most 
impressive. Wow, I just, you know, gotta love when I do that stuff, man. Shades of the OT and the original Black Dark Vader, I love that. I know that that was something that you caught on. I think it was last week when we did the, uh, the preview. Pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. I think it's your turn. Yeah. Uh, as Stila begins her next round of target practice, she spots a droid invaders approaching the camp. A battle erupts as super battle droids lob missiles into the rebel camp. The rebels scramble to take cover. The Jedi deflect incoming blasts with their lightsabers, but they can't take the fight back to the droids. They are only here only as observers and advisors. I love how Obi-Wan he has a pretty good line in here, Mike. He says, uh, oh, it appears that training is over mm. uh, when they start fighting. <laughs> good stuff from Obi-Wan. The rebels rally under Steela's command. <clears throat> Saw and his troops toss explosives into the thick of the battle droid infantry. An AAT hovers into the fray next, blasting apart the ruins with its terrible main cannon. Steela takes the initiative and aims her sniper rifle at the holding pens containing the rebels' beasts of burden. The corrals open, spring open, and a panicked Falium Passets, Dalgos, Tamases stampede into the droids, creating a distraction. Try to say that, all those three again. Wow, that's some crazy names. But suffice to say, it was basically let the beast go, man. Let the dogs out, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. <laughs> let them go crazy, you know, let's see what happens. Uh, Lux and Saw, amid the chaos team up to take out the AAT. This time it goes much better than their practice run. Uh, Saw drops an explosive into the tank's main cabin, and Lux throws one into the turret. Ahsoka uses the force to seal the turret hatch shut, and the tank erupts with an explosion. The battle has turned. The rebels have won. They are ready to take their insurgency into the walled city of Aziz. Now, here's another instance where, you know, it, it talks about Ahsoka using the Force to, and she was helping uh, Lux kind of complete his mission. And again, I, she's acting like this guardian angel. Um, obviously, she's got feelings for him now. You can kind of feel that, uh, where she's kind of keeping track of him, uh, trying to help him out with the Force and everything. So, wow, this is uh, definitely interesting. And like, like we heard earlier with Anakin, you know, he's starting to pick up on this. I mean, he knows where the, he knows exactly what she's going through. I mean, he's doing it right now. He's married. So, you know, that maybe there's something that Anakin's picking up on and uh, she's able to kind of hide it from other Jedi Council members. But Anakin, he definitely can uh, send something. Uh, later, the rebels disguise themselves as a caravan of hunters returning from the jungles to the city gates. This is Lux's idea. The dim-witted droid guard is not prepared for Lux's insistence that the hunters have a hurried schedule and need to unload their supplies and harvest of thripe larvae. The droid scanners cannot penetrate the organic matter, but they let the caravan through. Uh, The rebels are now inside the city gates. Uh, Battle droids patrol the bustling marketplace. Now the hard work of finding recruits and choosing targets wisely begins. The Rebels agree to split up and regroup after nightfall to avoid detection. The Jedi will find supplies for the Rebels. Anakin feels confident this new strategy is going well. Obi-Wan tries to remain hopeful. We'll make sure you have the supplies you need. Rex and I will take care of that. Good luck. You too.
How do you think they'll do? I have a feeling we'll be pleasantly surprised. So you admit our new strategy will work? I am hopeful, Anakin. Hopeful. Hey, Mike, you know what I loved about, uh, it was kind of neat, little neat little thing where, you know, uh, Steela and Ahsoka, they both say you two at the same time when they're talking to, to Lux. So obviously both of them have um, some kind of affection towards towards Lux. I thought that was a neat little moment. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention too, and we always, we talk a lot about the, uh, the animation and stuff like that, Mike, and you mentioned it earlier about the robes. And wow, they've actually gotten to where... Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin they have the shot where they're both kind of facing, facing each other and you can actually see the, their hooded robes blowing in the wind. It's like, I saw that and it just immediately, like, I was like, wow. You know, certain sometimes the, the animation kind of pulls you out for a second and go, wow, I can't, you know, they're actually doing this now. You know, where they're making the robes kind of flow in the wind as they're over their head. Man, what an achievement. And, you know, we are, like I said, we talk about the animation a lot. But here's an instance right here where they're just ramping it up. And I was like, man, that is cool to see something like that. So, and like I said, we're only in the beginning of season five. So, uh, really cool. You know, ended up, this is tough, Mike. This is one of those episodes where obviously we're in an arc here and it's setting everything up. So while there was, it was a decent episode, there wasn't nothing to like blow you away uh, or anything like that. So, uh, just a you know just another pretty good episode, and looking forward to seeing where they go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was just really getting things started, and uh, we've we've got a lot more to come in this arc. Uh, when when you really you think about how much they packed into this one episode, uh, there are arcs from season one that don't feel like they have this much going on in them. So, uh, right, that I that bodes well for the rest of this this storyline. I think. Um, there's lots of really cool stuff in it. I I love the 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 beasts and and all of these new creatures and and uh, and characters and and character models and all of that sort of thing. It's really cool to see some new stuff from the Clone Wars. Uh, I think some people sometimes complain that it's just clones attacking droids. And uh, some of us enjoy that. Some of us don't mind, but others think that the show's a bit of a one-note uh, program. And uh, th- this kind of goes to show: no, it's not. They've got a lot more that they want to do. It's just been a matter of, you know, getting there. So now that we're there, it's uh, it's cool to to finally get to see some of this stuff, stuff that I think a lot of us fans have wanted to see for a very long time. So. Yeah, we get to see Onron, <clears throat> excuse me, for the first time. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. You know, like I said, I, I love seeing the planet and, and uh, kind of like the jungle-type atmosphere was kind of neat, too. So uh, definitely looking forward to next week and what's going on there. Let's head on over to the email section. Wait a minute. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. So we gotta we got to dig into the email, Mike. Uh, do you want to take this one? or? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. I, 
This is from Martin. Uh, is that Aylman? Aylman? You can let me know in your next email how I pronounce that. Uh, but Martin says, I've been a huge fan of the podcast for many years now, and I've listened to every episode that you've produced. One of the things that I believe The Clone Wars does best is the subtle nods they do to the classic films I've grown up with, uh, like during the Slaver arc where we can hear the classic sounds from Temple of Doom slave sequence. I couldn't help but notice in a war on two fronts that when our heroes land on the planet Onderon that the jungle sounds are directly ripped from Jurassic Park. Huh. From getting a most impressive line from Anakin to Cad Bane shopping for a new hat and finding indies, this show really enjoys play, play, sorry, paying homage to classic films that don't necessarily need to take place in the Star Wars universe. Keep up the good work, and hopefully in the near future, I can come see you guys in another Star Wars celebration. It sounds like an amazing time. And that's from Martin. So thank you, Martin, for that. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, those uh, those sound effects coming from Jurassic Park. Uh, that's something that they do a lot, because uh, a lot of their sound library at Skywalker Sound is used on tons of different things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, some of those dinosaurs... Or, sorry, some of those Onderon beasts were some of the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, very clearly. Um, the the I think the uh, the little guys running around all over the place were the sounds they were making were the Dilophosaurus sound from from the first Jurassic Park. So, uh, yeah, I, it was one of my favorite parts was was that sound design and hearing those those sound effects. Make it. it was kind of familiar but new all at the same time. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, you know, I hadn't read this email until you just read it now. So he actually, Martin, obviously picked up on the Jurassic Park like I did, and I didn't know if it was it was um, kind of in your face enough. But uh, yeah, I definitely saw that, and it's kind of cool. Like you said, it's familiar, but but it's still kind of new. And you're like, oh, that was good. That was cool hearing that, you know. And he talks about some other in instances that we've uh, mentioned on the show. Uh, you know, the indie hat, the Cad Bane, uh, he was shopping and he sees that. That was kind of cool. Um, and I remember talking us talking about the Temple of Doom stuff, Mike, that you can kind of hear that kind of bleeding through with the screams and stuff. So really cool stuff. And, and Martin, thanks for emailing it. Keep it up. And uh, for anybody else out there listening, man, don't hesitate to get on that uh, email and send us some stuff. If you see things in the show, uh, want to comment on what we've, what we've talked about here or just anything, man, don't, don't hesitate to throw the email. If you don't like to write, throw an MP3 on there and send it to us. Shoot, we'll play it. Um, put it, do it on your iOS device, man. You're driving home and, uh, just hit that record button and, and record something and email it to us, man. It'd be cool. So we'd love to get any, any feedback we can from you guys because we like to hear from you. Uh, so, Martin, thanks again for that and uh, hope to hear from you again in the future. Uh, yeah, Mike, we got to get talk about uh, next week. Uh, we got another episode coming next week. It is entitled Front Runners. And it's just a small little lead in here. It says, uh, the Rebels plan, uh, the Rebels plan strikes on targets in Aziz under Ahsoka's supervision. A leader of the rebellion is named. And here's a quick taste of what's going to happen next week. Well, I think they're ready to give the 501 some competition. Let's not get carried away, General. Though, these rebels have impressed me. We will share the developments with the Jedi Council. Ahsoka will remain here as an advisor. 
monitor them and report back with their progress. Are you up for it, Snips? Or would you like to return to Coruscant? No, Master. I want to stay. Good. We should continue to provide supplies and credits, but they must learn to operate on their own. Their survival depends on it. Yes, Master. Remember your purpose. And you'll hear that and a ton more next week on the episode Front Runner. So, Mike, and I love that little nod to the 501st, huh? Anakin talks of, uh, obviously, the 501st is the premier regiment in the Clone Wars at this point. So, nice little nod to the 501st. Yeah, very cool hear that, that, uh, that reference there uh, to the 501st. Uh, and uh, and and interesting to see now they're gonna leave Ahsoka on her own to deal with stuff. So, hmm. <sighs> this could be bad or good. I don't know. I, I I'm <laughs> feeling about this myself, but uh, yeah, maybe that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out next week, man. I think that's gonna do it for this week, though, huh? Yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, you guys can always check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash clonewarspodcast, and on Twitter at twitter.com slash clonewars. And uh, don't forget to send all your comments, questions, and feedback to mail at clonewarspodcast.com. So uh, that that's it, and... Uh, Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week for the episode Front Runners. All right. See you guys next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>